It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, let's get to the mailbag, Angie. We've got a couple of good questions this week. The first one comes to us from Smith, and Smith is in Cary. Smith says, I saw on the news that Oregon isn't going to let buyers write personal letters to sellers anymore during the bidding process of buying a home. I know you've talked about that being a great strategy before. Do you think that rule will stay in place and spread to other areas of the country? Um, You know, Smith, I actually see that spreading. It's actually becoming very uncommon because of fair housing rules. Um, And they're really just putting their foot down that, you know what, you cannot share any type of information about your family, you know, your familial status, just really anything about your family with the other party. Um, And it's, it's more of, it's not okay for the agents to share that info. So that's where things mess up, right? Because a buyer presenting an offer is not presenting directly to the seller. It's trading through hands, right? And if a buying agent attaches the letter to the offer to purchase, they're aware of this letter, which is not okay in the real estate world, okay, because it's breaking fair housing laws and rules. Same thing goes if a listing agent is then passing that along to the seller. So they actually are really kind of going out the door, I would say, um, just because let's say you have multiple offers on a home and one buyer says, oh, you know what? I heard the one, the other buyer that won this uh, you know, offer, they wrote a letter or, or something like that. It can really open up a big case and a lot of people can get in trouble. Real estate agents can lose their license. So someone cannot choose an offer based on those certain amount of fair housing protected classes. And this is something uh, that was very common practice not it, all that long ago. And so this was, is a big shift. Yeah. It's always been a no-no per se um, if it includes fair housing protected class information, which I would say all letters do, right? There's a picture of a family. So right there, you're you're showing race. You're showing, you know, just familial status in general. But I, I don't think there was a lot of focus on it. It was no big deal, you know, but now with it being such a competitive housing market, you know, people again are putting their foot down, they're tattling, they're saying this is not okay. You need to choose the best offer strictly based on the offer, not the person who's going to be buying your home, right? Yeah. So, you know, I I'm not surprised to see that Oregon is doing that, you know, the the Realtors Association there probably said, "You know what, guys, absolutely no letters, easiest way to handle this because it's hard to have control over it. How do you really know what is being written in these letters? You know, who's following yeah, very, the rules very and who's subjective not. Unless you it is. Stop and it some all. agents are still writing or not writing, but they're passing along letters they shouldn't be passing along. So yeah. I, I would not be surprised if the rest of the world follows. Our firm, we're rule followers and we are not allowing the letters. You can write a letter, but we will be reviewing that letter. If there's anything that's breaking the fair housing you know, rules, we're not allowing you to pass it along. Interesting. Yep. It's, uh, I mean, I get it, obviously, like the, the, the heart and the reason for it is in a good place, but it's just like the further sterilization of the process too, right? Like there's yeah. just, you know, it, it's already the, uh, well, it was interesting. So when we bought our home, 
uh, the folks who lived here before us and who we bought the home f- from, they were not from the United States. And uh-huh. so they're, the way that they bought and sold property and homes in their home country was a little bit different. It's a very personal thing. Yeah. And, yeah. The, you know, one of the things that, you know, I think our letter helped, uh, obviously, our, our bid kind of be the one that was chosen uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that they wrote a letter back to us, and he even suggested in the letter, I hate how the process happens here in America. It's so so sterilized sterile yeah yeah and and I, i'm wondering I'm, I'm wondering if you might you know be able to to meet and chat once before you know the the transaction goes through just to personalize it a little bit more and i loved it it was great and so we mm-hmm. came over and, and had a beer on a stormy night on the back porch and got to learn yeah. a little bit about the house and about them and you know before it ended up exchanging hands and yep. you know it was it was definitely a different process from then when we sold our home to move in here you know like there was no consideration whatsoever like so the two very different transactions but yeah. uh yeah i don't know it's an interesting debate that's it, for sure but right and you know honestly in the past I remember with, you know, representing sellers and us representing buyers, you know, both ways. I, I mean, I know like a lot of my seller clients, they would choose an offer based on the family, but it wouldn't be necessarily breaking housing rules, but it would be, or, or fair housing, what well, is still, I guess, breaking the rules, okay? But it would be, for example, they would really want a certain person to buy their home because they had a lot of young kids and it was special and near and dear to them that a big family grows up in their home just like they had, Right. But you can't do that. You can't decide on an offer based upon who will be purchasing the home. But, you know, many, 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 many years ago when, you know, that was allowed and it was a lot more, I guess, common and there was no kickback there with letters, you know, being passed back and forth. I've seen where sellers would go with not necessarily the highest or best offer. They would go with who was buying their home because it was a personal, it was a very just a emotional you know, transaction for them, right? An emotional move. And they felt a little bit more comfortable maybe with one person moving in versus another, you know? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it has become all about the paper, all about more of the transaction per se when it comes to choosing the best offer. But I mean, I, I get it though, right? I mean, you, you have to, you know, be careful on choosing one party versus another because of the person who they are. So, so what what yeah, can you what can you put in the letter? Just basically like I really like the chimney that's, and the backyard. You can basically just flattery about the home. Yeah. You can't talk about anything about yourself. You can't say where you're moving from, who'll be moving in, really what you enjoy because you can't talk about religion. You can't talk, you know. So you're really limited on what you can talk about. So that's why it's easy just to say none of that. I mean, you can, yeah, brag about the home. I absolutely love the gardening. I love, yeah, your chimney. You know, you took amazing care of your home. You can tell you have pride in your home. You can write letters like that, but you can't get any information about yourself if you're the buyer. Wow. It's interesting to see that shift has happened. And, uh, you know, for some people, that'll be great. For others, they, they won't like the shift necessarily, but it yeah. is what it is at this point. So thank you for the question, Smith. That led us to a good, uh, good discussion, good debate. Let's get to another question here from Johnny. Johnny's in Chapel Hill and says, I see a lot of houses I'd like to buy that say sale pending. Does that mean I shouldn't even look at them or is there still a chance to get in those homes? How do you go about approaching pending sale homes for your buyers? Sure. Yeah. So first of all, to clarify, there are two stages in our MLS. Um, and I'm not sure, Johnny, if you're talking about you see a sale pending on a for sale sign. If you do, that could mean one or two things. It could be the contingent status or the pending status. But if there is a pending status in MLS, that means no more showings. You can't even schedule a showing 
in MLS, okay, in showing time. If the status is contingent, that means that they still allow showings because that seller's open for backup offers. But I'll be very honest and, and upfront with you. I wouldn't waste your time with viewing contingent and pending sales unless the listing agent says, you know what, I'm a little bit concerned. I don't know if this current offer will stick. But I would say in most scenarios, we are seeing where buyers are given a very significant amount of due diligence. And due diligence money is due immediately at the time of the contract and is at risk immediately. So more than likely, that buyer is not backing out. And when I say significant, we are seeing 10, 20, 30. You know, I've seen $200,000 due diligence fees. And what that's meaning is showing the seller that that buyer is serious. And of course, they are not backing out for any and all reasons, and they are making it to the closing table. So Johnny, I wouldn't suggest wasting your time looking at a home and getting excited about a home that's already under contract because- in a lot of cases right now, with the crazy, just busy market and these multiple offers, these buyers are not backing out. They're not going to risk losing $50,000, right? Are, so it's probably making it to the closing table. Are the terms under contract and sale pending pretty much equal? It, it's the same. Yeah, okay, that's the same. same. But then the yeah. conden- contingent thing is what's slightly different. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you're know, you never going to see a, t- uh, a rider on a for sale sign that probably says contingent, gotcha. right? It's okay. just... There's different stages, just just like in MLS, there's an active. Yeah, there's a contingent, a pending, and then you know, closed means sold. Uh, But yeah, contingent means we still allow showings. Pending means we we don't. You know, honestly, our team we typically leave our listings as contingent because it still allows marketing to take place, and of course, it can drive more traffic to that home, and then of course, more potential leads to the team as well. So it's a marketing tactic as well. Gotcha. Um, but as a buyer, again, I, I wouldn't waste your time looking at a home that's already under contract in today's market. Now, is there one caveat to this? When because I've seen this on some listings, they say accepting backup offers. How does that play into this conversation where obviously it's yeah. under it's under contract, but they are explicitly saying like, yeah, but keep sending your offers in. Is that is that likely they're falling into that? We're not quite sure about this buyer, so. I would just dig a little bit deeper before you okay. waste your time again. And I would ask a listing agent, you know, okay, are you, you know, I see you guys are accepting backup offers. You know, are you nervous about this one? Make it to the closing table. You know, do you think it's even worth our time? I, I mean, I know we personally, we don't typically like market that, hey, let's get some backup offers because it's just not needed in today's market and it's really wasting everyone's time. It really is. Because, I mean, I I can't tell you, knock on wood, the last time that we've had a termination. They just, they don't, I mean, once in a blue moon they do, but it's, it's not common. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.